The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Samaritas, the state's largest private foster care and adoption agency. However, Samaritas also provides a number of other services around the state. They are one of the largest refugee resettlement agencies in Michigan. They serve homeless families, persons with disabilities, abused and trafficked women. They also provide market rate and affordable housing for seniors and HUD housing for families and also have skilled nursing, memory care and rehab communities in Grand Rapids, Cadillac and Saginaw. Samaritas, we thank them for their support here at Deadline Detroit. Hey everybody, welcome to the Craig Folley Show on Deadline Detroit. Happy Thursday, and, and I'll tell you what, we've spent some time over the last few days uh, wringing our hands over the president's speech and some other things that are going on. There's been a lot of bad stuff, and I, frankly, I'm taking a break today. I'm taking a break from all that stuff as much as I want to dig into it, and, and as much time as I've spent down the rabbit hole lately with some of you arguing over this stuff on Facebook, I need to take a break today. Now, if you listen to this program, you do know that on occasion... I like to highlight organizations that are doing cool things around the community, making a difference. And that's what we're going to talk about today, something that's actually very, very cool. This is basically a mobile grocery service that Gleaners is doing. So we're going to talk about that on the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Stick around. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit, one-stop shopping for all your news. Also, home to Deadline Detroit TV, which includes The Zip, a weekly wrap-up of the week's news with some humor, Deadline Detroit, one-stop shopping for all your news. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the show on this Thursday, and I'm really excited to actually talk about this. This is something that I found out about recently, and apparently I'm a little bit late to the party. It's been around for a while, but it's expanding, and it's a cool idea, and it's something that this community has needed for a long time. We've had a number of discussions about uh, you know, food uh, security. A lot of people just frankly don't have enough to eat, and some people just don't have access to quality foods. And maybe they are transportation challenged or their neighborhood is not served very well by grocery stores. This has been something that we've discussed on numerous occasions. Well, Gleaners Community Food Bank has been at the center of this fight for a long time, trying to make sure people have access to quality foods and, frankly, have enough to eat. This is a big deal. So I always like to highlight good organizations doing cool work. And I thought this was a kind of a cool new project they've got. It's this mobile grocery service that they're doing in neighborhoods around Metro Detroit, bringing groceries to people that otherwise might not have access to them, giving them opportunities to shop. And I figured that uh, instead of me telling you about it, I would bring the person responsible for this program on the program. And her name is Julie Beamer. She's the chief operating officer at Gleaners Community Food Bank. Julie, welcome to the Craig Folly Show. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. And Craig, it's really, uh, it's an honor for me to be on with you. Thank you. Well, that's saying a lot, and I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, Gleaners is an organization that I've cared about for a long time and uh, always try to make sure that people are aware of, of what is going on in the community. But this was something even I was unaware of, and I know it's not brand new or anything like that, but I think it is something that the community needs to know about and, and support, possibly. Uh, and it really is this this idea of these mobile grocery stores uh, that you have been operating in a number of locations around Detroit. Um, first of all, tell me about the genesis of the idea and uh, what made you realize this was something that was going to expand your reach to people that need it? Well, you know, uh, Craig, we consistently hear um, common themes from our low-income consumers. Um, first and foremost, you know, transporta transportation challenges in and around southeastern Michigan, um, coupled with um, our seniors 
and, and their mobility, physical mobility challenges can often make it very difficult for them to get to a grocery store or even to shop once they get there. But then when you put on top of that, um, the anxiety and stress that a lot of our um, low-income families face um, in, with a phenomenon called you know, more month than money, um, when they've exhausted their, um, their SNAP benefits and their disposable funds for food, typically by the third week of the month. Um, and then on top of that, you know, we have um, locations where there's limited availability and variety of the fresh produce and the fresh dairy that, that they want and really need. And so, you know, as we were, were looking at all of these um, challenges, um, we, we came up with this creative solution that was really focused on how can we help, help improve these people's lives by giving them consistent access to high quality, um, fresh and healthy food staples right in their community, where, right where they live on an affordable basis. Um, and that was really the genesis for, for My Neighborhood Mobile Grocery. Well, and again, this started back, if I'm not mistaken, back in 2016, based on my research. And and uh, what have you learned over the, the first couple of years of this, um, you know, so that you can make enhancements, make it even more usable? Well, so, you know, we've learned first off, how do you operate this thing? So I, I, should, I should take a step back and say, you know, we've got two objectives here, and then I'll get to the, to the learnings so that yeah, I referenced one of them. Our first objective is making sure that, that our low-income consumers have consistent access to high-quality, uh, fresh, and healthy food staples. And when we say access, um, yes, it means the physical access that, that people typically think about in those transportation and mobility challenges, but it also means economic access. So even if you can get to the store, you need to be able to afford to buy the food that you need, particularly the fresh produce and the fresh dairy uh, that people are telling us they consistently aren't getting enough of. So that's our first objective. But our second objective with mobile grocery, and this is something that makes it very unique, is that we're targeting for it to be financially sustainable. So what's super important here is that this, this is all purchased food. There is no donated food that is going through my neighborhood mobile grocery. So we are purchasing food, taking it out to the community for them to purchase at very affordable prices, conveniently where they live. And we want that small margin to be able to fund the direct operating costs of this model so that it can operate without ongoing donations. And the reason that's important is because we want this to be consistently available for our consumers. So that model over the past, now to your question, over the past um, you know, three and a half years that we've been, we've been working on this, we've learned operationally, how do you make that work? We're up to four sites a day, five days a week. How do we get that critical mass of volume so that this thing can be financially sustainable? But we've also importantly confirmed that our consumers want the fresh produce, you know, 25% of all of our mobile grocery sales are fresh produce. Nearly 80% of all of our transactions have a fresh produce item on them. So we know that our consumers want the kind of fresh, healthy products at the prices in the model that we've got. Um, what? So we, we've learned that. Um, we've learned how to 
um, basically bring this in a very dignified way um, that respects them, respects their time, um, and makes it a, um, um, a satisfying experience for our shoppers. What really remains for us is to demonstrate that we can consistently attract the number of shoppers at each of the sites that we need to get to that critical mass consistently each month, as well as you know the, the, the months throughout the year, because there's a seasonal component um, to people shopping. Well, of course. Well, you know, it seems that part of that too, if you're talking about making sure that people come back consistently and you're talking about sort of the dignity of the whole operation, that you, you make this as, as, a, as much like a regular grocery shopping experience as you can. I've, I'm on your website. You, of course, have all sorts of online options for people. They can register, make their shopping lists on the website. Uh, but you also have like regular specials going, telling people to take advantage of, of you know, I think, what do we have today? We have Tenderloin for $9.95, which is amazingly cheap, uh, by the way. Uh, you're looking at the website. So how important was it to sort of recreate the same experience that you'd get by going to a, a Kroger's, for instance, planning out your meals and, and uh, you know, thinking about what you're going to be doing for the week? It's, it's absolutely important. You, you hit on several key things. So first off, you hit on that um, reliability and that confidence that we're going to be there every week so that they can put us into their planning. That's super important. You've talked about the convenience of coming in um, to where they, where they live. And by the way, we're doing it at prices that are extremely competitive and we're not charging for um, the delivery or the convenience of them being able to access. We have a number of name brand items that you'll see on our shopping list, like, like chip peanut butter. Those are other things that are really important to build credibility um, and excitement within our consumers. Um, I think the last thing, though, if you, if you are navigating through the website, click on you know, our My Mobile Money um, and those are our ongoing regular promotions um, where we are incentivizing the purchase of fresh produce and fresh dairy items, um, as well as um, uh, eggs and juice. And essentially, shoppers are getting dollar for dollar credit um, on any fresh produce, milk, eggs and juice that they purchase, um, which makes it really an outstanding value for them. Um, and so... You can see, you know, right now this week, we've got uh, uh, 27 fresh produce items that are available um, for our shoppers this week. And it really does depend upon can we get the quality and the, and the price, um, because we're very particular about what we make available to, uh, to our shoppers. Uh, I should remind folks uh, what we're talking about here right now. My guest is Julie Beamer of Gleaners Community Food Bank. And we're talking, of course, about the My Neighborhood Mobile Grocery Program, a series. And I don't want to call them pop-ups because that suggests that they are temporary. Um, is pop-up a phrase that you're using anymore for this? Well, um, Craig, it is because it does pop up um, at, we, we are at uh, 17 sites throughout the, the week. We go to the same site at the same day and time each week. So we do pop up, we operate for an hour, uh, we tear down and then we go to the next site. So pop up is right, but it's a regular pop up on a weekly basis, again, so that our shoppers can depend upon us, um, you know, and put us into their, their food planning. 
Well, yeah, I'm looking at some of the other things that you offer here, and I, I thought this was great because as somebody who's not necessarily the best cook in the world, I don't always know what I'm doing around the kitchen. You, you actually have like meal bags, all the ingredients, the recipes uh, for like six bucks, five ninety five, I believe is the price that you're doing this. How important is it to recognize that there are a lot of people who have been using these dollars in, in convenient ways over the years without you know buying the, the fresh produce, maybe going to fast food restaurants as opposed to cooking at home? making sure that you have something that is usable for them. Well, and the meal kits have been actually very popular. So for that $5.95, um, you know, $6.95, depending on which one it is, it's going to feed a family of four. And it has all the ingredients, all the spices. It has the recipe um, to, to be able to, to, in a healthy way, feed feed the family. And, and most of these are very quick and easy to, to prepare. We often also, as we go out and we have the uh, uh, the, the shopping um, experience, we will bring um, and do tastings and demonstrations and share recipes. Um, so Gleaners has a whole range of nutrition education um, of programming that we do out in the community. So we couple that with mobile grocery as well as with um, a range of our other programming as well. Well, and I, I guess a big part of this too is is you know the educational component. I know that's something that Gleaners has always taken seriously. Um, you know, I remember working with them when I was at WDET on some stuff with the Detroit Lions and the Double Up Food Bucks program with Eastern Market and and so many other things that you've done. That's a key component of this as well as teaching people how to stretch that that food dollar as far as possible. Because uh, as you mentioned, you know, many of these people run out of uh, money before they run out of month. Uh, do most of them take advantage of this, and do they understand how it's working? Yeah, in fact, um, you know, we have, we observe that, um, you know, dynamics change throughout the month. And we have many of our shoppers that will, what we talk, the term we use here internally is that they shop around my mobile money, which means they are actually making purchase decisions at the end of the month based upon the balance of their credit in their my mobile money account. Um, you know, because they may be out of their SNAP benefits or they don't have any disposable income left at the end of the month. And what's really cool about My Mobile Money in this program is that they know that they can still get fresh fruits and vegetables, milk, eggs, and juice at the end of the month, even if they don't have any any other cash or, or food resources. Well, I, I, one of the things I like about this, though, again, the convenience portion of this is great. People put their orders in online. Your staff actually gets their stuff together for them. They can hang out, chat with somebody while they're waiting. Um, this is sort of like a high-end grocery service that a lot of us will pay a lot of money for. Um, how, how is it that you're able to do this? I'm assuming that there is still a volunteer component. And when it comes to the people that are actually there on the back end doing that sort of part of it, um, I, I, I'm guessing you need people at all times. Absolutely. Um, and you know, Craig, from knowing about Gleaners that all of our program, we run on volunteers. So while I do have at every uh, mobile grocery site, um, we do have a somebody out on the truck that's fulfilling orders and we have somebody who's inside working with the consumers and overseeing the, uh, the, the transactions, everybody else, it's, it runs on volunteer support. So Volunteers is a key way that we make this thing work economically. Additionally, you know, we're leveraging all of our food sources, um, distributors, food manufacturers, our relationships with farmers uh, directly to get the best cost so that we can offer an outstanding value 
um, directly with the convenience of, you know, at, at their residence for our consumers. Well, obviously, Julie, this doesn't work if you don't have those sorts of relationships with distributors and, and vendors like that. Uh, what has been the buy-in from the private sector uh, for this program? I, I assume there's some enthusiasm. There, there absolutely is. So, you know, I have to, I have to tell the, the one story. Um, first off, when it gets to, to our sources, um, we are known for the quality of our collards, and, and I have had um, several of our shoppers, you know, say. Julie, I, I come for the fresh collards at my, my neighborhood mobile grocery because you have absolutely the best. And, you know, it's really true. So we, we have an incredible farm, uh, Oliver's Farms up in Macomb Township that grows exclusively for gleaners. And we, you know, we purchase all the collard grains that they grow for us. Um, and so, you know, they, they're cutting them one day in the fields. They're down here in Detroit and the next day they're out on mobile grocery. So, I mean, our our consumers are literally getting the freshest and the best collard greens. So it's it's the relationships with, you know, our farmers, with our distributors. You know, Gleaners last year distributed 43 million pounds of, of food, and that's both, you know, donated and purchased. So we have a lot of relationships and really outstanding supporters that really make My Neighborhood Mobile Grocery possible. Well, and, and one of the other things, too, I mean, like I said, this is convenience. Uh, you know, we always talk about Detroit, and we've heard stories about Detroit being a quote-unquote food desert for a long time. This goes a long way towards alleviating some of those concerns about the availability of fresh produce uh, and, and better, frankly, better quality foods to, to pockets of the city here. Is this something that anybody can take advantage of? Because I think there may be a lot of people that would use it if they knew that they were eligible. Right. I think um, what we're trying to do, and again, why we wanted to build this thing um, to be financially sustainable is because if we can demonstrate that we can have the operations cover the direct costs, and that's where the operations and being very efficient and the sourcing gets to be really important. But if we can demonstrate that, you can think about us replicating it not only here in southeastern Michigan and making it more widely available, but you can think about our food bank peers across the country being able to take the concept and apply it as is appropriate within their local setting. And so we, you know, we're still on that journey to generate the critical mass at, at the cost levels to be able to, to say, yep, we think that we can actually grow this thing beyond you know, the, the one truck operation that we're, that we're currently operating under. And we continue to make good progress towards that. Um, but in, until we get to that point, you know, we, we, uh, we need to keep working. Well, you know, I, am guaranteeing you though, that there are a lot of people who would be eligible for this, uh, that are not taking advantage of it. Uh, that, it, you know, it seems like this would solve a lot of issues for a lot of people, but getting them to actually admit that they need this sort of assistance is something that is always difficult. Um, what do we need to do to make sure that the people who would be eligible and would benefit are taking advantage of this? Well, I, I think the thing we need to do first and foremost is we need to work on making it available when people are ready to shop. So um, we think about the consumers that we serve and their lives are chaotic. Um, and I'll be honest, this is the reason why for this first iteration of mobile grocery, we are focused on seniors. Um, huge need within seniors. You know, we've got one in seven seniors here in Michigan uh, that are food insecure. And that's a demographic that's only going to continue to grow. Secondly, they are hugely transportation, but largely mobility challenged. I will tell you that 
the vast majority of the seniors we're serving with mobile grocery are in either walkers or wheelchairs. So they, they have the challenge of being able to get to the store, but even if they can get to the store, their ability to shop. So, um, you know, I think to answer your question, um, again, we need to target this to the populations first where it's going to have the most value, but also where they are able to, to shop and take advantage of it. Um, and it's, so it's not just as simple as saying, hey, the pop-up's gonna be here at one o'clock, y'all come. Because uh, if you're working and you know it's trying to arrange all those logistics um, around it. Well, I, I think it's a fabulous idea, um, and I'm, I'm glad that it's uh, had some success in its earliest early phases. And uh, wish you nothing but success, because this is the kind of thing that needs to be done around here to address some of these issues. Uh, we certainly do appreciate you being with us to tell us about it. And uh, real quick, you say that you thrive on volunteers. I want to give you an opportunity, Julie, to make that pitch for people. What do they got to do to sign up? So all they need to do is go to the Gleaners website, uh, www.gcfb.org, and um, you can pull up uh, volunteer opportunities. Um, we have My Neighborhood Mobile Grocery um, will get you at any one of those 17 sites. They can, they can sign up uh, there. We also have a, a range of other opportunities at our five distribution centers um, around southeastern Michigan. Um, as well as some of our, out, our opportunities to go out into the community and our, our home delivery um, programs. Uh, so we, um, we would love for folks to, uh, to get engaged with us. Well, we certainly do appreciate your time today, and hopefully this will uh, get a few people uh, in the doors over there to help you out. But uh, Julie Beamer, uh, we certainly appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Craig. Really appreciate it. Julie Beamer is the Chief Operating Officer at Gleaners Community Food Bank. Very Thankful to have her with us on the program today. And thank you for checking out the show. Uh, a reminder, if you want to get in touch with me, feel free to do so. Show at gmail.com is the email address. You can also find me on social media, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and uh, Instagram even as well. So get in touch with me that way if you like. Always happy to hear from you. Tomorrow on the program, it will be The Week That Was. Uh, Nancy Derringer and Alan Lengel will be joining me as they do each and every Friday. I'm going to live stream it on my Facebook page tomorrow. And, of course, I will post it as a podcast as well for those of you that can't catch it live. But if you're bored at work tomorrow and you want to have some fun, check it out. It's about a half an hour each week, and uh, we get into all the big stories of the week, and there are plenty plenty again this week to get into. I figured I'd give you a break on some of that stuff today, but we'll be back at it tomorrow having a little fun. So I hope you will join me then. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy your Thursday. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services.